Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.living. That's it, Lord. Prepare my heart right now to receive the word. Hallelujah, God. Prepare my heart right now to receive the word. I want you to confirm what God has already done in your life today. I want you to confirm it by giving him praise. Hallelujah, Jesus, we praise you. Yes, Lord, we exalt and magnify your holy name, Jesus. We give glory and honor to you, Lord. We praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I, so many ways that I know God ordained this day, even just in the people that are here today in ministry. There were several different things that brought all of them together here today for this day, and I don't believe it was accidental. I believe it was because there, God has a design, not just for the ministry that are here today, but the you that are here today. Some of you had plans to be other places at the last minute things turned around and you're here weren't planning on coming today, but something quickened and you said, I got to get there today. Amen. You need, you need, you, you owe it to yourself to have a sense of expectation that God is about to speak to me. How many of you know you react different when you're expecting something? If I throw a baseball at you at 80 miles an hour and you're not expecting it, it's going to hurt you. But if I throw that same baseball at you and you're expecting it, you're going to catch it. There's going to be something you receive. Amen. I'm not going to get hurt by the word today. I'm not going to be taken off guard today. I'm not going to miss what's coming my way today. But I'm ready to receive what God has for me. Amen. Amen. We are so blessed today. We are honored to have Pastor and Sister Bounds from Parkersburg, West Virginia. They pastor the Cross Church. And when I tell you it's a great church, I don't know that I could tell you how great it is. Brother Bounds, I went and preached for him a couple of years ago, and I felt, I just felt convicted after leaving there because uh, Brother Bounds is just, he's reaching the people that need Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus, but he's reaching the heroin addicts and the, the meth addicts, and he's baptizing and visiting and feeding the homeless. He's not, not he has a team that's doing it, he's doing it. And uh, he, he is a great man. He's been a friend of mine for many years. And when I tell you we're blessed to have this man here today in this pulpit, uh, I know he misses home and I know home misses him, but we are honored to have. And on top of that, he had a daughter get married on Friday. He was probably hoping I would skip that. Probably needing no reminders. But uh, congratulations to her. And we're praying for you, Dad. Amen. But would you help me right now? We want Brother Bounds to come to us. He's going to be preaching this morning and again this evening. And I want to encourage you, please come back tonight. If you can make it out, please come back tonight. Amen. 5.30 will be prayer, 6 o'clock service. And one last bit of information is Brother Bounds comes in the back on your way out. Brother Crowder did release some of the songs we did, that the one we just did, as well as Breakout, the one we started with, are both on the album Faith Over Fear, which is... What we need more than anything in this hour is faith over fear. And he's got some merchandise as you make your way out today. 
Amen. You'll be blessed by that album. Anything you can get to support. Amen, Brother Crowder. He's got a powerful ministry, and we're so thankful to have him here. Let's welcome Brother Bounds right now as he comes to preach to us. Love you, man. Oh, why don't we clap our hands to the Lord all over the building? How many loves Jesus in this house today? Praise the Lord. Now, I'm going to say a little something here before I preach. It might be a little carnal, but it's always awkward when a short guy preaches behind a tall pastor's pulpit. Let's just get it out of the way and we'll preach. Everybody ready to preach a little bit? Give honor to my precious wife. We've had an emotional weekend, but I didn't really lose a daughter. I gained a son. And they're in the ministry and, and just, I trained them for that. I'm about to start crying right now. But it's been a good weekend. I give honor to Brother Crowder. I've heard so much about you. And the music ministry team leading us into the presence of God. Hasn't this been wonderful today? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, Brother and Sister Staten and their beautiful family. Tremendous people of God. They're my friends. I love you. I love you. Praise the Lord. If we could go to the Word of the Lord pretty quick today, 2 Chronicles chapter 30 and verse 8. Now, I will tell you, it's been an honor to preach around the country in different places over the years. Been raised in the church, it's all I've ever known. Something I've learned about ministry, I can go to some churches and I go and preach and leave. There's some places where you feel at home, and it's always dangerous when I feel as comfortable as I do right now. Anybody ready to have some church today? 2 Chronicles chapter 30 and verse 8. Let's read it together to make me feel welcome today. Now be ye not stiff-necked as your fathers were, but yield yourselves unto the Lord and enter into his sanctuary which he has sanctified forever. And serve the Lord your God that the fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you. For if ye, read it with me, turn again unto the Lord, your brethren whoo, and your children shall find compassion before them that lead them captive so that they shall come again into this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn away his face from you. Read it with me. If ye return unto him. I will preach for the next few moments on this subject. I believe in U-turns. Look at about two or three people around you, point at them and say, I believe in U-turns. <laughs> Why don't we lift both hands and pray for God to help us with his word. Could you lift your voices with your faith? Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to anoint these lips of clay one more time. Anoint me to preach your word to this precious people. Anoint their ears to hear today. Let someone be prayed through to the Holy Ghost. Let someone come back to you today. Let someone be healed in Jesus' name. Why don't we clap our hands to the Lord all over this building. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 30 says, And though the Lord give you 
the bread of adversity and the water of affliction. Yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers, and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it. When ye turn to the right hand and when ye turn to the left, I'm so thankful for a church that stands in truth that's always saying, this is the way. Walk ye therein. 1 Kings 8 and 35 says, When heaven is shut up and there be no rain, because they have sinned against thee, if they pray toward this place and confess thy name, and everybody say, turn from their sin when you afflicted them, then hear thou in heaven and forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people that thou teach them the good way wherein they should walk and give rain upon the land which thou hast given to your people for an inheritance. If there be a famine, the saints of God, that's who he's talking to, the people of God, if, if they sin, if there's a famine, if there be pestilence, if there be blasting, mildew, locusts, or if there be caterpillar, if their enemy comes to the church. Let me put it like this. If things come against you in the land of their cities, whatsoever plague, whatsoever sickness there be, oh, I wish I had a witness, what prayer, what supplications, whatsoever happens to the church, whatever happens, which shall every man plague of his own heart, if he'll spread forth his hands, if the church will begin to pray, then God will hear your prayer. There was something that if the church would turn and begin to pray toward the house of God, God said, if you'll turn to me, people of God, those that have been saved, the called out assembly, if they'll lift their hands and pray toward the church, God said, I will hear your prayer." It's in the turning that gets God's attention. It's in the turning that gets God's attention. Now let me talk to the soldier, the saint, and then the soldier. It says that if thy people go out to battle against their enemy, whithsoever thou shalt send them, and shalt pray toward the city which you have chosen toward this house that I have built for my name, then hear thou in heaven their prayer and their supplication and I will maintain their cause. God said not only will I hear the saint when he turns, I'll hear the soldier when, he, when he's in the battlefield. I'll hear his prayer if he'll turn around and begin to pray. He said, not only I'll help them, I'll forgive them. I'll take care of them in battle. Why? All he wants is for you to use your faith and turn. So he said, I'll take care of the saint if he'll turn. I'll take care of the soldier if he'll turn. Well, the one that got my attention the most was in 1 Kings 8 and 41. He said, moreover, oh, concerning, read it with me, a stranger. I know he loves the saint. And I know he loves the soldier, the preacher. But God left a little clause in here. He said, concerning the stranger, that is not of your people, but cometh out of a far country for his namesake. 
for they shall hear of thy great name and your strong hand, O God, and of your stretched out arm. And when he shall come and pray, somebody say the stranger, when he shall pray toward this house that God will hear from heaven, can I tell you, he said that all the people of the earth may know thy name to fear thee as do thy people Israel and that they may know that this house which have been built is called by thy name. Not only will he hear the saint, not only will he hear the soldier, but he wants to hear that stranger that's been lost and undone can I tell you, saint soldier, let me preach to the stranger right now. If you'll turn today toward God, he will hear your prayer. If you believe it, clap your hands to the Lord. How many believes what I'm preaching right now? It doesn't matter what place in life you are, whether you're in a battle, whether you're a saint or a stranger. I wish somebody right now would just stand up and kind of just make a little turn and say, I'm going to make a turnaround today. I'm coming to God. I'm coming to God. I've got about 70% helping me out. I would have got the whole church to stand up and say, I'm going to turn this thing around. I'm going to turn my life around. I've been stagnant long enough. I've been doing my own thing long enough. I'm going to turn it around. Look at about three people say, it's time for you to turn it around. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I was driving here yesterday. We were supposed to have our little baby, Sadie Joe. Sadie Joe is the new addition to the David Bounds family. My oldest is 22. Shay that got married is 20. Theron is 13. Y'all getting where I'm going? Sadie, God blessed us, and she is two years old, raging fury in a skirt. I am trying to keep up with Sadie. There is a reason why she's not with us. It is a six-hour drive. I wanted to bring her but five of those hours. God help us. In this road, we don't do a lot of road trips anymore preaching because of Sadie. She's something on an airplane and she's something else in a vehicle. So Sadie's not with us today. But in the road trip, when we do road trips, how many loves road trips in this house? There ain't a few, few hands out there. It's something that, you know, I have all, I've, I've got four women in my house. God bless me. And then Siri. Why couldn't it have been Sam? And right when I think I'm doing good, I'm, I'm in a journey. I love maps. I love street. I love that map app. I remember, I'm not too old, but I remember, I remember getting off the road and opening up your map. And everywhere you needed to go was in the crease and you couldn't read it. But now, now you've got this female voice in turn here. You're in the wrong lane, that's all I hear. Get in the middle lane in 500 feet. I, I, I was hungry, so I decided I would go to McDonald's. 
I'm in a drive-thru and all I can hear is Siri saying, in 500 feet, make a U-turn. In 500 feet, in 500 feet. It's, and I'm like, what to God? And I'm reaching over. How many's ever done it? Trying to turn the volume down. I'm like, don't you know? I'm in a drive-thru. Leave me alone like I need another woman's voice telling me what to do. You see, Siri doesn't understand why you're in a drive-thru. She doesn't understand your hunger. She doesn't understand your thirst. All she knows is you've got off track. Let me preach to the church today. God don't understand when you get off the highway of holiness trying to do you. He's saying in 500 feet, uh, make a U-turn. Your Sunday school teacher's saying in 500 feet, make a U-turn. I've lost half of my shouters right now, but I come to preach to you. It's time to turn it around. The church don't understand when you're not here. The church don't understand when you've taken 14 vacations. Why? It's time to turn this thing back around and get in the church. My God, I must be preaching because I lost all my shouters. Let me stay right here for a moment. It's time to get in the church. It's time to get back in the altar. It's time to get back in the choir. It's time to get back involved to all my soldiers, to all my saints. Can I tell you to the stranger, it's time to get back on track. I know this is simple preaching. This is what we need today. It's time to turn it around. There's no excuses after today. I've made up in my mind. I've been going the road. I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to turn this thing around. Somebody shout, I'm going to make a U-turn today. Somewhere we got to make up in our mind that I'm going to go to heaven. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate. And broad is the way that leadeth to destruction of many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And it scares me. You hear me, church? And it says, few. I pastor a lot of people. And I look in the crowd. I wish everybody served God. I know everybody's perfect here, but in Parkersburg. Parkersburg, I worry about a few. The Bible says few there be to find it. I challenge you to get your faith back today. No matter what walk of life, whether you're in the, you're in the battle with your pastor now and you're, you're helping him out in the church, whether you're just the saint that you're just faithful in your coming, or you're the stranger that it's your first time, I preach to you, stranger, to tell you you do belong. You do fit in. Can I be real, real with you? I have a lot of new people every service. Sometimes we have 40-some plus guests of service. And I'll look and people come in and they're like, there ain't no way I could fit in here. But I come to tell you that half the people on this platform, if you only know where Jesus brought them from. They were a stranger, but God brought them in. They were lost and undone, but now they're in the church. They're anointed of God. They're being used. Why? Because at one place in their life, they made a U-turn, and they turned it around. They 
turned it around. I would have got somebody right now would just make a circle and say, I'm going to turn this thing around. I'm going to turn my life around. Not only am I going to turn around, I'm never going back. I'm never going back to where I came from. That's repentance. I'll never go back again. I'll never go back to the sin that held me bound. Somebody help me. He's thankful that God's allowing you to make one more turn. Oh, Jesus, you wait until you see what I'm going to be in just from a few weeks from now. Wait till you see what my calling's going to be. God, I'm going to be used of you greater in the next few weeks than I've ever been. Why? I've turned it around. Jonah was fleeing from the presence of God. If you read it, the Bible says that he gave him a word and said, go to Nineveh. Something... Joseph, Jonah rose up and it says flee to run. And, he, and the Bible says that he fled from the presence of the Lord and he went down to Joppa. He didn't go up. He went down to Joppa. And then he found a ship going down to Tarshish. And then he paid the fare. Anytime you flee and turn from the presence of God, you will always go down and it will always cost you something. He paid the fare and then he went down in it into the ship. I love verse 17. <laughs> oh, we're about to preach in his house right now. In verse 17, Jonah's doing his own thing. Like some of you are doing your own thing. You got the facade on. You're looking good today. You smell good, look sharp. Some of you got the, you got the show on today. I pastor long enough to know that. Any perfect people in the house right now? The Bible says he was going down. Verse 17. So you got to understand God's watching. God's watching you. Verse 17. I don't know if you will be able to read it with me. You ready? Now the Lord had. Go ahead and do what you want to do. And the Lord had prepared a great fish. To swallow up who? Jonah. Jonah's leaving, but God has got his fish ready. Go ahead and keep playing games. Go ahead and keep running from God, turning around. God's got your fish ready. And when he swallows you up and spits you out, you're going to preach a crusade in Nineveh. I beg to you to preach to you. Don't wait on the fish. Do it now. Don't wait on the fish. Serve God now. Don't wait. Do it now. I wish you in a place of faith. Say, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn it around right now. I'm going to make a U-turn, and I'm going to serve God now. I'm not going to preach much longer. But why hold on to so many things when it really doesn't matter? Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. And the what? Singular. The one thing that always messes you up. Everybody. I've pastored long enough to know everybody's dealing with something. 
and the sin, singular, which does so easily beset us. It's time to lay aside all that junk and that one thing that always sets you back. And look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He give you the power to overcome that one sin and lay aside the weight that besets you. It's time to turn it around. Yield yourselves unto the Lord and enter into his sanctuary which he had sanctified forever and serve the Lord your God. I want you to hear me, saints of God. You and your decision alone is in direct proportion. Your decision affects everything around you. Now this is going to be hard to take. Somebody, I want you to look at me. It's on you. Quit expecting your kids to serve God if you won't. Oh, auntie's going to take care of me. Auntie can't do it. Auntie can't make your kids serve God. Papa, oh, I wish I had some men in this house to stand up and put the shoulders back. Come on, get some swagger to you. Some of you didn't even move. The last time I asked the men to stand in my church, it was like, ugh. They sit down and was like, ugh. I said, my God, what's wrong with all you men? All of them hurting. Come on, any man in this house, stand up, just kind of put your shoulders back. I dare you. Give me that eye. You're looking at an old country boy. You can't intimidate me. Come on, give me that eye. It's on you. They didn't get it over there. Let me try it over here. It's on you. If your kids are going to be preachers and Sunday school teachers and world changers, it's on you, Papa. If they're going to dance in the outs because you're dancing. If they're going to be praying because you're praying. If the, My God, I feel like preaching. Where's my mama's at right now? I wish the mama, listen, if your kids are going to dance, it's going to be because you're dancing. Mom and Dad, I challenge you to turn it around. I beg you today, turn it around so your kids will serve God. Turn it around. Oh, somebody praise him in this house. I made up my mind. I'm going to make a U-turn. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to be used of God. I wonder if we can lift our hands and say, God, I want to turn it around. God, I'm that stranger. I want to turn it around. <laughs> Come on, that's it. Second Chronicles said, If you turn again unto the Lord, your brethren and your children shall find compassion before them. They'll turn with you. If you'll turn, you'll turn. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody pray a moment. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this house. He
God is getting ready to do a work in this building today. I want you to hear me. There's been many times traveling where I preach somewhere far away and I just drive home because I don't want to be on a flight. You've been there. I'll be driving in the darkness of night and all of a sudden I realize I have went the wrong direction for about 20 minutes. This old country boy gets so upset because I'm calculating. I'm not the best mathematician, but that's about 45, 40 minutes of my time if I turn around now. I'm not like everybody else. So if I'm on a four lane and I look and it says 10 miles to the next exit. I've got confession to make. I'm a sinner. I will break the law. I will do it again. I will break the law for the rest of my life. If I have to, I will not drive in the darkness of night Jessica, in the wrong direction, Josh, are you kidding me? Just because a sign says, no U-turns allowed? <laughs> if there's no sign. See, some of you can't get this because you don't have a Toyota Tundra with a lift kit and 35-1250 tires on it four-wheel drive. Even my Audi is a, is a four-wheel drive. I will throw gravel. I am not driving 20 miles out of my way in the darkness of night when I can make a turn right now. I have went through the four lane and stomp the gas and throw gravel to get back where I'm supposed to. Can I tell you to all my Prius drivers, I know you can't hardly understand that, but you got to turn this thing around. Why would you wait? Do it now. It doesn't matter what anybody else is saying. Turn your life around now. You know what I feel? I feel a shout coming on. I wish you would dance like you've never danced today. We're going to turn it around. We're going to turn it around. I feel the spirit of joy in this house. Somebody needs to rejoice because you're never going back again. Don't wait. Do it today. Turn it around. Music come. I'm just about done. We have got to make up in our mind. I will not waste any more time. I don't care what everybody else says. Now is the time to turn it around. I plead with some of you precious people. I don't know you. But I know under the sound of my voice there are people that's on that line. You just have a hard time breaking through. Let me tell you the one thing hell can't mess with. Satan hates it worse than anything, and that's a made-up mind. 
And the reason you still battle with so much desperado is because you're still on the fence. It's time to hop off the fence and say, I'm going to serve God the rest of my life. I have a church full of people. I don't, do not have time. I wish I had time. Every given service is do or die for our church. I have so many people that are in recovery. Out of heroin addiction, they, they don't miss a service. They make the best apostolics I've ever seen. They will not miss a service. They're in the altars worshiping God. <laughs> our church don't look like a normal church all the time. Probably scare half of you. Came there. There's a lady that came two years. I'm so thankful she could come. She uh, always wore a ball cap kind of sideways and down. And you see tattoos on her face. Thought it was a guy for the longest time. She would come. She'd worship. Most of the time her head was just down. Her name was Maisie. Maisie would just worship. Didn't know her story. But she would just come and worship quietly for two years finally one day I looked she was laying in the altar <laughs> weeping and crying I got down the floor beside of her and started prophesying God is going, you're going to be the greatest Sunday school teacher God's going to, I was just started prophesying the Holy Ghost was all over me and I was just prophesying and she began to tremble in the power of God she got up, her face was all red. Two years. Can I, can I say this? It's sad when people can't come to your church and not be like you and not worship with you because they feel judged. She could come for two years and she was loved. Two years it took. I love Maisie so much. Maisie got her in a tank, took her swimming in Jesus' name. She come out of the water speaking in tongues. I don't have time, but there's tattoos all in our church. I know what the Bible says. I just tell them, so just don't get no more. They're like, well, pastor, I had, it's on my face. I said, well, I went to praying. I said, God, we've got all these precious people that are coming. I want to start a tattoo removal business or something. I said, or bless me with somebody that does it. And a beautician came in one service come and find out she has a tattoo removal and she's Maisie now getting all these tattoos removed off her face she came as kind of swollen doing the laser removal found out the other day she was getting picked on at work because she was dressing modest and they said you can't dress like that now you gotta notice she she looks like G.I. Jane you know y'all don't know what that is probably she got dressing modest and they said you can't dress like that and come to work she said I'll find another job so easy to judge people and this is where she was she was a good wife her husband was very abusive beat her to within an inch of her life abused her daughter almost killed her daughter He's in prison for what he done. And she, at a low moment, found a relationship and sent her down a path to addiction and heroin. But in a moment in a church service, in one prayer, 
she turned her life around and now is going in leadership classes and discipleship. I can't wait till she's in the choir up there singing. I could spend hours telling you of people that, that you could probably not identify with that God has changed their life. Scars, wounds, prison for years. But in one moment of the Holy Ghost, it changes them. So I ask you, why are you still battling? Pastors, kids, leaders, why are you still struggling? We're going to do the most different altar call you've ever done in your life. But I challenge you, everybody's going to be a part of this. We're going to face that wall in a second, and then we're going to turn completely around, and we're going to run to this altar, never to go back to where we was when we came today. Are you ready? We might mess the chairs up. I don't, if you got to climb over chairs, do it. I'm the evangelist. You'll get in trouble. You can do whatever you want to. I want you to get to this altar. Everybody, are you ready? I want you to do a U-turn, and I want you to run to the front of this church, throw your hands in the air and say, I will never go back to where I was. Come on, that's it. Run, 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 run. You feel that? God is giving you the victory. God is going to give you the victory. As soon as you throw your hands in the air, the Holy Ghost is going to baptize you. As soon as you throw your hands in the air, God is giving you deliverance. As soon as you get in this altar, God is going to give you the victory. You feel that? Angels are in this room. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus.